0: What do you say?
1: I said, I would tell you that my hearing's excellent, but that would be a complete lie.
0: Yeah. I can't hear shit.
1: I'm super deaf. Same. Definitely blew my eardrums out, you know, listening to loud music my whole life.
0: Well, I'm playing it, I'm sure. Yeah, that too. And now you live in headphone mix. Yep. That was my problem is that was years of radio Be me living in a headphone mix. And then now I'm like, what? <laughs> my whole life, my whole relationship with Sarah is what? <laughs> I can't hear shit, man. No <laughs> Poor good. Sarah. Poor Sarah. She, when she met me, I was at my prime.
1: You were, yeah.
0: I was thriving. I know. And I am on the downhill. <laughs> it's so true. It's going so fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. Yikes.
0: All right, YFT years. Um, guess what? We're in person today.
1: mm mm-hmm. how,
0: how does it make you feel?
1: Live and in studio. Yeah. We're not live. I feel great. I love coming in here. Yeah. It's a vibe, you know?
0: But it's good to have you here.
1: I wish you guys had some nicer weather for me, to tell you the truth.
0: I know. The um, Arctic River is fl- flowing. Oh. It's oh. there's some sort of like atmospheric river that's I happening. See. But you know what? I'm going to say some dad shit real quick. Okay. It's good. California is the first time we're like not in like a severe drought in a very long time.
1: That's true. But the floods are cray cray. I know. Have gonna... you seen Lake Arrowhead? No. There's so much fucking snow. They're digging people out of their homes that have been buried under, like their whole house is buried under snow for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are dead in there because they've starved to death or froze to death. It's serious. I know, there's
0: a lot of rain up there. But the good news is that I I do think that all this snow will melt and then fill up Lake Mead because Lake Mead has been like almost drained. Yeah. And that's how Vegas and Palm Springs get Get all their- No, get all their electricity.
1: Oh. Through
0: the Hoover Dam. Ah, and so it's like it was like super, super low. It was so low that they were finding so many dead bodies Ooh. over there. Yeah. But you nice. gotta think back in the day when the mob ran Vegas, they would just pay people out to like meat and they would just put them in barrels and kill them. For sure. And so now there's just so many there's so many dead bodies. So we need more water so the dead bodies can stay right, right, down right, down. Right, we don't right, want right. to discover any we more dead bodies. Too shit. many dead bodies.
1: Yeah. Did you see the avalanche in Palm Springs?
0: No, there's an avalanche in Palm Springs. Sure is. Wow. We got aliens. Yeah. We got Silicon Valley Bank failing. Oh, yeah. Heard about that. We got way too much snow. Yep. We got avalanche in Palm Springs. Cray cray. You can't have bad things happen in Palm Springs because it's all old people over there and they can't move fast. No. You know? Mm. Maybe they can be attacked by like a glacier because that would move slow enough for them to be able to like use their walker to get away.
1: Definitely no glaciers in Palm
0: Springs. No, there's not. There should be, though. It's way too fucking hot there. (laughs) People love Palm Springs. Can't stand it.
1: I don't like it either.
0: Can't stand it. No. It's not my vibe. Mm-mm. It's too hot. Way ah, too hot. And I like the heat. I like the heat. I have a bone to pick with you.
1: With me? Yes. What'd I do this time?
0: Well, you know, a couple weeks ago, you were like, I'm coming to LA. LA. I'm coming to LA. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what are you coming for? And she goes, oh, I'm coming for Miley's big-
1: Oh, release party. Release
0: party. Uh-huh. And she's like, you guys should come. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, great. Let me know. And then I'm looking on Instagram, <laughs> and what do I see? The the party happened. No invite. <laughs>
1: Whoops. In my defense, you guys never actually come.
0: That's no reason to <laughs> not. Well, first of all, you invited us and then you reneged on the invite. Well,
1: I just never like sent you the deets. That's what I mean. I was kind of hoping for like if you were serious about coming like a, hey, what are the deets for the party? And I never I got it. So I, I didn't I was know like,
0: when it was. Maybe
1: I don't want to come.
0: Um, no, that's not how invites work. You invited us, <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, oh, great. Whenever it is, I'll go." I it was going fun. On. It looked like a great time, um, and also like <laughs> the and the celebrities that were there. It was like, "Well, I we actually know them." No,
1: I know. I actually was at the party and said to my mom, "Like, you know, I really feel like Sarah and Miley would just be besties because they have a lot of the same friends, and they're, yeah. know, they're very similar people. Both Sagittariuses." Um, <sighs> I feel like mile and Sarah need to hang out more.
0: Well, we would love that if we were ever invited <laughs> to the parties.
1: Also that party, a lot happened last minute. A lot.
0: Don't, I don't want excuses. And I can't, all right?
1: we gotta, we'd have to cut it if I really tell you what happened, but it did change last minute. It was supposed to be Friday night. Cause okay. that's when the album came out, but then they changed it to Thursday night, really last minute. And then they changed the location. Originally, it was in Malibu. Then it changed to Beverly Hills, like Gucci. Mm-hmm. So a lot of changes and some things I'll tell you off off mic that were happening last minute that made it a little sketch.
0: Well, we wouldn't have made it sketch. We'd have we'd have raised the cool factor in there. You would
1: have. You would have. You guys would have been a great addition. But yeah. like I said, y'all never actually come. So
0: that's that's because we <laughs> we we get pseudo invited to shit.
1: No, you've been actually invited before. And no. when we first met. You came, wait, you, wait, you came all the way out there, yeah. Miley's birthday, and stayed like five seconds.
0: That's not true. I stayed like an <laughs> hour and a half. Your dad's place is an hour away from Nashville. Yeah. I had three drinks. I was like, if I stick around, I'm not gonna be able to drive home, then I'm gonna be stuck here. Also, it was out in a field. It was so cold. It was
1: so fun. So cold. It was the best but night ever. But
0: hold on. I came. You invited me, I came. Let's be honest, I would have done the exact same thing at her party this time. If I was truly invited, I would have come for about an hour and then been like,
1: okay. I, I actually think you guys would have stayed. It was fun as fuck.
0: Don't fucking <laughs> rub it in.
1: <laughs> no, it was lovely not to rub it in. Um, but you know. let's see. Um, I don't know how or why really, but a couple of the kids from White Lotus were there. Um, Adam DeMarco, who plays the dorky guy, that falls in love with the prostitute. Yeah. And I think her name is Haley. Haley Lou, is that her name? The girl that plays uh, Jennifer Coolidge's assistant? Oh, yeah. She was there, and she was lovely. We
0: know both of them. She
1: was lovely. Obsessed. Uh, Ugh. Also, Paris Hilton Diplo were there. So
0: let me ask you this. How did they get invites?
1: I don't know. Because Miley doesn't, had never met them. Huh. So I guess just because they're the cool kids, and it's Oscar weekend, they're here, and whatever, they were like, someone was like, this is a good look. So they got invited, but they but Miley loved uh Haley and th- she was so cute and um they were just great additions to the party.
0: <laughs> I, I think also
1: we- Baz Lerman was there, oh. and I out of everybody that too, I was fangirling over, I was obsessed. He's my fave.
0: I might stop the podcast. <laughs> Like, n- not for, like, for today, for good. <laughs> for good. Because I'm now starting to realize that I don't think we're really friends.
1: <laughs> yes, we are. No, because
0: if I was having a big party.
1: I It wasn't my
0: party. Okay, Val was there.
1: But Val's friends with Miley. I'm
0: friends with you.
1: <laughs> Val got a personal invitation. My, I, I'm just telling you like People it is. that
0: don't even know her got personal <laughs> invitations. Fucking kids from Light Lotus Season 2. I
1: know. Maybe if you'd been in White Lotus Season 2, I don't know. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: this brings me to a fuck you very much that I wanted to read.
1: Oh, is it about me? Yes. <laughs>
0: and I think it's poignant and I think it's timely. <laughs> And I'm I wasn't gonna. I I'm wasn't gonna do this. Scared. I wasn't gonna do this. Oh, here we go. But you know what? I think the the YFTers need to know what type of friends we really are.
1: Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm.
0: This fuck you very much comes from MoP seven one five two eight. Is this a dude? I don't know.
1: Huh.
0: Subject line: Fuck you very much, Brandy, in all caps. <laughs> five stars. Thanks for that, Brandy. Got to admit, I loved you. Huh. Past dance. Fascinating. And yeah, sure, maybe I still do. Mm. But to now find out you're a person that doesn't give gifts at the wedding of good friends. Not sure if we're good friends, guys. Has me shook to the core. Cost the bride and groom a few bucks at least to cover your plate. Okay, maybe don't cover your plate at Wells and Sarah's wedding since they serve freaking caviar crusted wagyu beefsteaks on top of a layer of bluefin tuna drizzled with white truffle oil and 24 karat gold. Okay, that's not true. We didn't.
1: Do I-, I also all that. didn't eat that
0: because we didn't have that. Well,
1: I don't eat any of those things, so.
0: I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you didn't eat at the wedding doesn't mean that we didn't. Buy the plate for you.
1: Go ahead and finish, and then I have some things to say.
0: So yeah, maybe don't cover your plates for their wedding, but come on, Brandy, be better.
1: <laughs> um, I wish I could total up the amount I spent to even attend your wedding weekend. <laughs> you
0: did not, but
1: I don't have receipts in front of me. But I would say just just purely guessing, uh-huh. the flight from Nashville to LA had to have been at least three fifty round trip. That's at a minimum if I booked it in advance, which I'm pretty good about that. So that's we'll say three fifty. Um, the Airbnb was like three fifty a night or something like that, and I did stay two nights. So we're then we're looking at like over a grand. Okay, I did get to borrow my mother's car, which helped because I didn't have to pay for a rental car. But okay. I did have to pay for gas to drive from LA all the way up there and back. And Lord knows, gas is almost six, seven dollars a uh-huh. gallon at the time. Yeah. Um. So we're looking at you know probably at least twelve hundred dollars I spent just to attend.
0: Okay, that was the rehearsal dinner drinks. That you. also
1: didn't include my dress, which was very pricey because, you know, I you had to have, look I you... had to look great considering Vogue shot it, you yeah, know? That's true. So I, the dress was probably four hundred dollars. I mean,
0: I think what we what we've learned here is that um I threw a party <laughs> and I invited you.
1: <laughs>
0: mm, we we should start the show.
1: Yeah, we should start the show. Go for it bros knows. Mm-hmm. i know you hate me but you're listening to your <laughs> favorite thing podcast with
0: wells and brandy <laughs>
1: I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bull and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash, style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back.
0: That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. This might be the last episode we ever do together. No, it's not. Just so you know. This
1: has nothing else to do. We will continue
0: this. Don't worry. Got plenty of shows. What I are you can doing? Go. I have another podcast with iHeart. Well, which how's, my, how you doing? Well, I just went to South by Southwest. I, I saw that. Yeah, I love South by. It was fun. I love Austin.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: used to not be able to say that out of like really? a, allegiance to Nashville.
1: Ah, but because, they're so different.
0: Yeah, but one's music capital USA and one's live music capital USA. Mm-hmm. Like too similar. Yeah,
1: I agree. and it's
0: also the same vibe. It's like a southern town that has like a lot of culture and. Artists living in a very liberal, progressive city inside a very Mm -hmm. conservative ecosystem eggshell. Everyone's got a lot of money, but they dress like they don't. And like the whole vibe is like be a hipster. Mm -hmm. And then also, I'll tell you what that that Austin's got over uh, Nashville. Barbecue. Food just in general. I know. Like, they fucking destroy us uh-huh. in food. Agree. We did a cool thing for iHeart. For everyone that doesn't know, I do a podcast with Tyler Florence, who's on Food Network and stuff, and he's got the Great American Food Truck Race going on right now. And so we went out there to do, like, an iHeart party where we effectively cooked in front of a bunch of, like, ad executives and iHeart bigwigs and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And and But we also did a podcast with this guy named Tyson Cole. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this episode will be coming out next week But Tyson Cole is, like, one of the best sushi chefs Mm. in America. And you don't think of Austin being, like, a sushi chef place.
1: No, but there's some good sushi there.
0: And what's amazing is that he's a white dude.
1: Mm.
0: Which... I think only in Austin could you, like, pull that off. If you were in New York, people would be like, we can't go to the white guy. Oh,
1: contraire. Yeah. In Seaside, Florida. Did you ever go to 30A Seaside area? Yeah. it's like, the p- the place to go from Nashville for vacation. Mm-hmm. They have a restaurant down there. Uh, I forget the fucking name of it. But it's, like, the most popular, like, fish restaurant there. And the sushi chef is a white guy with a beard. Okay. And he's great.
0: Well, anyways, this guy, Tyson Cole, has, has a bunch of restaurants in Austin. But we went to one called Uchi.
1: Oh, I love that place. You've been there? They have one in Denver I've been to. Oh, really? It's amazing.
0: One, I learned so much. Everyone should go listen to this episode mainly because I ask him questions that I feel like everyone should know about going to like a very nice sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, we go there as Americans and we do like the bullshit ordering. You know, you order like Volcano Row and a California Row and like you order like way too many things and like and basically he talks a lot about if you go to a really nice sushi restaurant, you should let the chef. Yes, yeah. just be like... Send, just t- send everything out. Just take us on a ride. Yeah. Like, just do that. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and it was fucking amazing.
1: That's what I did there, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, like, the thing to go there and do. Yeah. At that place, specifically. Yeah,
0: just, like... We- Take the wheel, Jesus. Yes. We, can, we don't know what we're yeah. doing. But the other thing I was like, so what do you pair with everything? Because like people know, like when you go to an Italian restaurant and you order, you know, something, you, just, you get the wine, you get the Chianti or whatever. And French restaurants, you get the Bordeaux. And, and I was like, what? how should you order booze in a sushi restaurant? And he was like, all right, you should always start with sake. Mm-hmm chilled sake, get a good one. Everyone should have some. Then you should get a Sapporo or a Kirin, like a, like a, just a good, easy drinking beer. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you should close the night out with a very good Japanese whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyways, I learned so much. I met another chef. I, I was like hobnobbing with big chefs this who weekend. are you? I'm fucking killing it over here. <laughs> so you got, Do you know who Jose Andreas is? No. So he's a world-renowned, amazing chef. He's from Spain. He's Ooh. the most lovely man I've ever met. He's just out here saving the world. Huh. So he owns a nonprofit called World Central Kitchen. Oh,
1: like literally.
0: Yeah. Okay. And he goes into like ravaged nations, Mm -hmm. countries, states, whatever. Hurricanes that like destroyed, you know, down south or like he was just in Ukraine. He went to Turkey after the earthquakes. And he goes there and he makes millions of plates of food for people. Changing the world. Jose Andreas, Give him a follow on Instagram, I guess. And yeah, he's got a bunch of, obviously, restaurants everywhere. Yeah, Austin's great.
1: Austin is great. When did yeah. you get back? Yesterday?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm an in and out guy. Mm-hmm. Flew in, did my biz. Like, I almost didn't go out to dinner. Oh! I almost didn't do that, but wow. then I was like, "I should do this. I should yeah. go experience it." Went and did that. Ran into Gavin DeGraw. Oh, cute! Hung out with Gavin. Mm-hmm. Got we got wasted together, and then um, I was on the nine a.m. flight back. Wow! Yeah, I had to fly Southwest because South by Southwest, and I fucking hate Southwest. I
1: mean, it's not the best.
0: Here is my question: What's better, Exit Row uh-huh. or Bulkhead?
1: It depends. Okay. Because I fly Southwest a lot. Yeah. If I have to check a bag and I have to wait around at baggage claim anyway, I would rather have the exit row.
0: Okay. Can you, let me ask you this. Can you lean your seat back in exit rows? Because some exit rows you can't. So
1: here's the catch with that. Okay. The actual exit row you can. It's the row in front that goes into the exit row that can't lean back. And so on bigger planes like Delta and American that have two rows of exit rows, yeah. the back, the the last one, the second exit row can recline. The Good first one know. cannot because uh, it can't recline into an exit row. Yeah. So that's the key. You can't... Don't ever sit in the row in front of the exit row because then you can't recline.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what I do like about Southwest. Okay. I do like the little bag of nuts. That It's not even nuts. It's like... Snack mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Chex Mix, I think. Yeah. But also, can we... Bring down the number of pretzels in there and then I know, ramp right? up the little wafer thing. I agree.
1: The wafers are great.
0: Or just or just a wafer packet. Yeah. I okay. also like the checks. Yummy yeah, too. I like that too. Yeah, they are yummy. But those are great. Yeah. They've got their internet very dialed. Oh really? I think so. Okay. Like one, it's free to uh, yep. to watch movies. But I also like you can watch live TV. Mm-hmm. And like that was important for me because I wanted to watch the golf. So I got to watch the entire live thing or like any sporting event. Like it's, that was cool. But then they also have a thing where you can message for free still.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's key. I feel like a lot of airlines are hopping on that.
0: That's great. Yeah. I hate Southwest so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: what sucks is that. It really is like a big Burbank hub. And that I would, mm-hmm. I love to fly out of Burbank. because It's, it's only a couple minutes away. That's what I'm like, doing today. LAX is at the worst place in the world. Worst place in the world. I think that there's like a realm of hell that's like not as bad as that.
1: I know. I, I refuse to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the Oscars? Yes. Same. I watched the entire thing. I didn't
0: watch the entire thing. Sarah did. I think Jimmy Kimmel did okay.
1: I thought he killed it. Yeah. I think he's very funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously he's very funny. Um,
1: His... Starting monologue or whatever was so fucking long. That yeah. guy talked for 15 minutes straight. I looked at the, I was like, this is a 15 minute monologue.
0: The only thing that kind of annoyed me is, is that, like, I get you have to make the Will Smith joke.
1: It was funny the first time.
0: Yeah, but like, he did, they did it like four or five times. Yeah. Like, I get it. I like, know.
1: It was funny the first time, though. Yeah. But then it was like, okay, we told that joke.
0: Yeah. It's like pineapple on pizza or moist. Like, yeah. we know. Yeah, we know. We got, okay, first time. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And then like, okay. Yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. I,
1: th- I did think like overall, I thought the monologue was very funny. I thought he did a good job. What did you think about-
0: Everything everywhere all at once?
1: Yeah. Like, do you think that- I didn't watch that. Did you?
0: I didn't. We- I talked about it on the show. Yeah. It is very, very good.
1: Do you think that deserved all the awards that it got?
0: <sighs> Probably. It was far and away the best movie of the year. Okay. I also, But I think the triangle of sadness was like right up there.
1: And it didn't win very much. It didn't because
0: I think it just got ran over. I guess so. I think the Academy likes storylines a lot. Mm-hmm The storyline of Everything Everywhere All at Once is so great. I mean, you have the guy who was this child actor that was in, like, Indiana Jones and the Goonies and, like, wasn't able to get work for a very long time and worked as, like, a DP and clawed his way back into this thing. Like, that's such a great story. And then you have... Jamie Lee Curtis, who's never won an Oscar, which is crazy, crazy. to me. That's so, so wonderful. Uh-huh. And, then, and then the lead of it, obviously winning, like she's the yeah, iconic. Yeah, she's awesome. So I, I was like, I get this whole, like this is the reason why. This is why I'm not I'm not really, I'm not so sh- like sold on the Academy Awards. The best movie this past year was Top Gun. And it like, wasn't even close. You know, in, in terms of, like, dollar sales?
1: I mean, yes, Top Gun, may, they, you know, had the most dollar signs or whatnot. But, like, that's not really what the Oscars are about. It's more about the art of it, the, you know, the creativity of it, like, and the specifics of, Is like, all the, all the different, like... And that's, I feel like that's why they give awards for, like, cinematography and sound and writing and, like, all the, indiv- like, like, specific awards for everything. It's, like, you're really breaking down, like, what mo- makes a movie great and, like, celebrating each individual aspect of it for the most part. I mean, obviously, it's, like, picture of the year and things are more broad. But I don't, I don't, I think it's like the Grammys. The Grammys aren't about what song sold the best or did the best numbers, right? But it should be because it's about it's a, the art of like the performance or the songwriting or the vocals or like whatever.
0: Yes, I agree with that. But there is a quantifiable number of people who enjoyed the art that was created the most. And I know. that is by, um, so that effectively is the best movie.
1: But like, is it the best just because everybody wanted to see it? Like, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Do I think you know I anyone who
0: didn't like Top Gun? I didn't even see it. Well, fuck. Okay. so, <laughs> so But that doesn't mean you didn't like it.
1: The, true. But like, I mean, I think like Top Gun, what, you know, an easy watch. Yeah, it's enjoyable. But like, I don't think there was much depth to Top Gun the same way there was some of these other films and oh, things like that. You
0: can't say that because you I didn't can't. see it.
1: That would just be my guess if I had to guess. Yeah. Like, did you cry during Top Gun?
0: Yes. <laughs> I did.
1: I definitely would not have cried. I don't cry.
0: You need to go watch (laughs) Top Gun. Are you kidding me? Watch it on your plane ride back. I could. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Brendan Fraser went like another- another, That was a great win. But that's another like storyline of like a guy that worked forever in the 90s then like was kind of canceled because I I think it's a fucked up story of like he said he was- Something happened on set, like, I'm uncomfortable, and oh. he got kind of canceled for, like, saying that. Oh, shit. Uh, and that now he has this, like, big resurgence, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? He seems so grateful, and I think people like that. Yeah. Which is great.
1: Yeah. I don't know. To me, these awards, these, like, Oscars and Grammys are just more about celebrating, like, the art and the creativity of it more so than the sales and the numbers. There's plenty of other awards that, to celebrate that and shit and, like— I don't know.
0: That's, yeah. Those are my thoughts. What I learned was I need to I need to see all quiet in the western front. I know. I read that book as a kid.
1: You did? Yeah.
0: Oh. It's fucking heavy, dude. I bet. It's not.
1: Yeah, it cleaned house. Elvis didn't win shit. I know. Which I think compared to the other things nominated that that was fair. Here's my thing. I do think Austin was good, but, you know.
0: It's just it's just a tired storyline yeah. for me. Ray Charles or Johnny Cash. Or I know they've done that like biopic thing to death. Yeah, they have. I think that if they had made Elvis more gritty, the real story Mm -hmm. of it, because a little bit of a puff piece for Elvis, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think if they had done that, he would have had a a better shot at it.
1: Yeah. Agree.
0: I I did want more Banshees of Inner Sharon to win. I know. I like that movie.
1: Yeah. I think they got a little snubbed for sure. Yeah,
0: A little bit. Yeah. You want to do like a like a quick batch thing? Sure. How do we feel about?
1: I feel like Zach's really under fire these days.
0: Yeah, you know, it seems like he doesn't love it when there's like any difficulty in a relationship.
1: Yes, which is a massive red flag.
0: Kind of, you know.
1: Kind of because you know,
0: like this whole thing you're driving towards engagement. Let me tell you something about being engaged, kid, uh. and getting married. <laughs> There is a lot of adversity in yes. this. And and the way you have a very strong relationship is being able to like wade through those waters. Uh-huh. And it seems like he does not want to do that at all. Not at
1: all. It's not good. I know. When I watch it lately like I'm just half paying attention, but then I see all like the highlights on TikTok you know, when he let go or when the girl, um, the cute girl that Catherine, I was, Cat. no, the girl before that, the cute one that never wears makeup. That's Brooklyn. Really quiet. Oh no, Jess. Jess. When he, when Jess left, I saw the clips on TikTok where it was like literally one second. He's saying, I feel so strong about us and da, 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 now you're doing this. And then the minute he realizes like, it's not like yeah. he's going to send her. He's like, I just, I'm not sure. Like, I'm just not feeling very confident. It's like, you literally just said you how confident you felt yeah. and you couldn't believe him am acting this way. You're totally changing your story. And then, um, and then I think it was her that like, yeah, he, he sent her home, I guess, but I felt like it was kind of a mutual thing. Like she was ready to leave and like whatever. And he immediately goes back and he's like, I had to send Jess home. And it's like, did you, or did she kind of leave on her own? Or maybe it was Kat that I felt that way about. It was one of them. And I was like, oh, he's real quick to say like it was, you know, he was sending her home. But to me, it kind of felt like she was ready to go. Yeah. Because both those girls, I think, like knew they weren't at the top of the list. Right. And so they just wanted to go.
0: It's a little bit of like, I want you to be authentic and I want you to be vulnerable and I want you to be open. And then, but, but then also, but don't do that actually yeah. is uh-huh. I don't want that at all. Yeah. I also think it's like just over. Like I think that Katie, yeah. I think it's, I think Katie is, is the winner I know. and he's maybe just a bad actor. Maybe. Like he just can't like push on through. Yeah. But my whole thing is this. And I keep seeing teases of like fantasy suites are all around the corner and we're not going to have sex. Oh, Yeah,
1: whose idea is that? His.
0: He says it. I don't know, but again, we had this problem in Paradise this last year. Is that no one would go to the boom boom room because they didn't want like the perception of like what that means. And and I and I get that that can live with you. This whole like there for the right reasons thing, Mm -hmm. I question your being there for the right reasons if you're not allowing yourself to become intimate with someone that you might get engaged to. I agree. And then it seems like you just want to get engaged to somebody on TV. And listen, if you're super religious and don't believe in that, that's one thing. But Mm -hmm. I don't think any of these people are like that. No. If you're serious about getting engaged to somebody, you better know if you are compatible sexually. It is a very important part of a relationship. Yep. And so when I hear, like, we're not going to have sex, then I'm like, then this is all bullshit to me. I know.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: And I think he's gonna fuck one of them.
1: You do? I think he's gonna fuck
0: Katie. Yeah. The problem is, is that, like, this stigma of the past couple of seasons have, have happened. Was it Maddie who, who told Peter, like, if you fuck anybody else? Well, that's
1: because she's a uh, super, super religious, religious.
0: Super religious. And also, like, there's a whole other storyline of her and her. husband oh god and like how they're weird and that's a very good example of like knowing your sexual compatibility before you get married Uh uh-huh because they're having issues with that from what i've seen shocker yeah and it's like yeah no shit because you guys didn't know if like your p and v matched
1: up i know it's a big deal
0: it is a huge deal you only get to fuck one thing for the rest of your life yikes might as well make sure it fits it's
1: gotta you know yeah But then the
0: same thing happened with clayton Oh, you know, when when I forget yeah, Susie. who Susie was like, I, I can't get there if you fuck somebody else, uh-huh. like, dude. So all these people are seeing that and being like, man, if I do that, then I'm just going to ruin everything for me. Uh-huh. And I feel like we need to change the narrative of this. Sh- if this show is going to work right going forward, we need to go back to the like the lead gets to fuck all of them if he wants to, because that's a big part of making the decision about who you want to get engaged to.
1: It's yes, true. Very true.
0: Anyways, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> I remember having this conversation with people in Paradise when they were like, "We're not going to the Boom Boom Room," and I was like, "Why?" And I was like, "You know, I don't. You know, it's going to look bad. Like, you know, I don't want you know my grandma." I'm like, "You're on a show called Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. like it's already trashy. What you're right. doing? Like, you're I, already
1: like flaunting it around in like a string bikini. Yeah, like
0: I don't understand." The, this, this moral compass of yours yeah. is spinning on its axis what is happening here yeah <laughs> anyways i'm rooting for the kid uh i guess i guess all right is that enough batch yeah. stuff okay have you watched anything recently
1: um what have i watched
0: did right? you watch the end of last last of us
1: yes the last episode comes out no that was last night Phew. did you watch it yeah last night yes after the oscars Oh, you yes. didn't watch the Oscars, really?
0: We watched the Oscars and then we watched Last week. Oh, I, w-
1: I watched the Oscars and went straight to sleep.
0: Dude, this is the second week in a row of a show that you started that now okay. I'm obsessed with but, that we can't talk about.
1: But it just came on late last night. I know. Past my bedtime. Oh, my God. But I'm caught up until then. Okay, is this the end of it or is there a season two?
0: It looks like there's going to be a season two.
1: Okay, because everyone's saying it's done. But I feel like that can't I don't, be.
0: I mean, the way that it ends, it doesn't okay, seem like it's done. Okay, great. Love that.
1: Yeah, well, we can't talk about that yet.
0: No, but oh. this last episode is Pedro Pascal's episode. Ooh, good. And so it's like we were talking about it and she was like, do you think everyone's going to win an Emmy? And I was like, I think. like she, the, the little girl's Has definitely to. going to win. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Nick Offerman has to win for his episode. Has to. And then Pedro Pascal, I think, has to win. I think you will. He's like now, like, the Zaddy and like everyone's into it. Yeah. But this last episode, you're like, oh, this one's yours. And oh, it's hard. (gasps) And also, like, so, he does this thing in the episode that's so fucking amazing where he walks this tightrope of being the most vulnerable he's ever been and being also the toughest he's ever Ooh. been. And it's really, really cool to see that juxtaposition in his character Can't wait. where you're like, you feel for him, but then uh-huh. you're like, you fucking kill him. Fuck yeah, Pedro, go, Joel, go. It's so good. The show is so, I went to bed last night and be like, it's a good show. It's a good show. Such a good show. It's such a good it show. It's so good. I oh know. my God. And yeah, I hope it goes for a while.
1: I think because of how popular it is, it will, like, even well, if they hadn't really planned on it, I think now they're probably going to be like, wait, this is our biggest show. Like, yeah. Gotta- they can't get rid of it now.
0: No. Now they're figuring out ways that they can do three seasons of it or yeah. four seasons or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Great show. Yeah, I agree. I got a couple I didn't like. Oh no. Yeah. And you know, this, this show is about things that we love, but also to veer you away from things it's you true. might not love. It's very true. Okay. Everyone knows I love a like a murder mystery doc,
1: uh-huh. right? Uh-huh.
0: This isn't really a murder mystery, but it kind of is, The I airplane? Guess. Yes. I
1: started it too.
0: MH370, The Lost Flight. Uh-huh. <sighs> I can't stand it.
1: Why? I watched the first like half, I'd say.
0: The main guy who looks like a knockoff version of George Stephanopoulos... <laughs> is the biggest (laughs) fucking hack I've ever seen in my entire life when it comes to aviation journalism (laughs) Mm. it's so frustrating this fucking guy he's like here's what might have happened and then they create this entire scenario and it's so fucking far fetched (laughs) and you're like what the fuck are you talking about and then they have like one aviation guy who's like that's the dumbest thing and it it could never happen that way and he has all these cockamamie ideas and you're like dude you're just you're making life miserable for a bunch of people and a bunch of people's families whose lives are already fucking miserable because they all died you're such a piece of garbage and then there's this one guy who his title is adventurer oh and it's like we're talking to the adventurer right now like (laughs) this is this is the crack squad of people we have for this documentary come to find out the adventurer is actually fucking legit oh but then that fucking guy makes up some cockamamie idea he's all of a sudden he's a spy for Russia the adventurer (laughs) is Why would you say, anyways, what, do you think the Kremlin's like, you know what we need? We need adventurer on our side. Like, <laughs> we need this hack man who, <laughs> fuck it. No, dude. He's a fucking washed up John B. dad wannabe, not a real guy, but he does find a bunch of pieces of the plane. Does he? Yeah. That's the only. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah.
1: You know I love a conspiracy theory more than anyone. Yeah. The plane fucking crashed. Yes. Like, that's just it. Yes. It's somewhere in the vast ocean. Yes. Pieces are going to come up here and there. We're never going to find it. There's no... There's no... I, I think it just crashed. I think the airline, to cover their ass is creating all this like, oh no, something else happened so that they don't have to say like, no, our, our plane fucked up and crashed.
0: Yeah. The main fucking dork guy is like this, his whole first theory is that the, pilot wanted to kill everybody.
1: Yeah, that's not true.
0: The wife of this pilot already, like, lost oh, I her know. husband. It's so sad. And now you're creating this dialogue that he was, like, a mass murderer? Like, yeah. fuck, dude. Like, shit on a grave already. Like, if that's true, then yeah, it should be exposed. But, like, hearsay and circumstance and, and libel, they should sue that guy. Anyways, <laughs> don't fucking watch MH370.
1: <laughs>
0: that's terrible. Ew. I have another... Not favorite thing okay. can skip out on. And this one really bummed me because I was really, really excited and I was I wonder... a fan of the original one. Oh. But History of the World Part 2. Oh. The original one came out in like the early 80s. Mel Brooks is so great and it's so iconic. And so they did it again. And it's basically, if you don't know what the History of the World is, it's basically like telling the stories of our past in like a very, very funny way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The cast they have for it is insane. I mean, Mel Brooks is there Then you have Ike Barinholtz, you have Wanda Sykes, you have Nick Kroll, J.B. Smooth, Ronnie Chang, Dove Cameron. Everyone is in this thing. And we watched the first two skits, like the first ones about Ulysses S. Grant. And it's like, wasn't funny at all. Mm. It wasn't good. And then we ended up watching like another one. We're like, (sighs) Like, after the first two, I was like, I I don't want to watch this anymore. I feel very awkward about Mm. it. And I hate it because I like all these characters. I like all these actors and I like the idea, but it wasn't. It wasn't for me. I'm sorry.
1: Damn. I know. You know
0: what I was thinking about the other day? Hmm. You got to respect a fart. Do
1: you? Sometimes
0: you got to respect a fart.
1: What do you mean?
0: You know, I've gotten to an age now where like if I got a fart, I I, I can't gamble with like it being a fart. I got to go to the bathroom and- And you know, uh-huh. make sure it's just a fart. Got it. Got to respect it. Huh? Because you can have. Uh, we've all been there. We've all sharted a little bit. Mm. Mm. You never sharted? I
1: don't think so. How
0: is it lonely in your ivory tower of perfection? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I imagine a lot of white. I like to peed
1: a little sometimes. Okay. Like laughing too hard.
0: That's different. Yeah. Also, it happens to girls a lot. That does not happen to guys. <laughs> What's going on with? I
1: don't know. With
0: your urethra down there, that you can't fucking hold that shit. In? Couldn't tell you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, it's worth arguing though that that's better than the alternative
0: agreed but you know what's crazy if you think about like the engineering of the butthole is amazing <laughs> your butthole can tell
1: i hate this
0: what's gas what's solid and what's liquid
1: what do you mean it can tell
0: you know what's what like if, if you okay So so
1: does your butthole know or does your brain know
0: your butthole <laughs> tells your brain hey listen this is a lot of liquid. Fucking clench that shit up until you get to a toilet, because, and then it'll be like, th- this one's gas. You can do this here, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then like when it was like, you gotta poop. You gotta go poop now. Go to the bathroom. But that's amazing that it knows all three of those things. Like when I throw up. I don't know if it's bile oh. or the, you know, the chunks of food. Ew, or like,
1: I hate this conversation. But
0: you know what I'm saying? Like your your mouth and throat don't have the same type of yeah sensibilities as your butthole.
1: I guess it's because that doesn't happen as often.
0: Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, you know. But like you know exactly what's happening generally. But I will say this. As you get older, you can't trust it. <laughs> Some You know, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. Huh? I don't you think know? I'm there yet. It's coming. <laughs> so Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. was doing an interview, and I've never agreed with something more than this okay. statement from Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: All right. And as a suggestion, you two do a matinee. Cold play, do a matinee. What about a 12 noon concert, cold play? What about it? Bruce Springsteen, do a matinee you're old why wouldn't you let me come see you bruce springsteen in your glory days pun intended intended. nice um and do it at noon or one o'clock two o'clock two o'clock matinee theater in new york two o'clock i will come and hear your five-hour concert bruce (laughs) At 2 o'clock, and I'm going to be
0: home and in bed by 7.30. (laughs) I have never agreed with anybody more than I agree with Jamie Lee Curtis right there. That's so fucking true. Yeah. And I tell you what, this is why music festivals are great, because you do that. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, okay, I'm going to see like the noon show, the two 30 show, the four o'clock show. And then you can be like, I don't give a fuck about Diplo at closing <laughs> things out. So I'm going to go fucking hit the sack early. Uh-huh. But I agree. Yeah. And this is what I think the pandemic did to us. We got so used to not going out anymore that we don't want to go out anymore late. That's true. And we started to see the benefits of being like, it's so nice to get in bed at nine uh, yeah. o'clock and like get a good seven hours.
1: I'll get eight and a half. Do you? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, fucking Jamie Lee Curtis, dude. What a man. She's so funny. Dude. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen, you're old. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Fucking so good, dude. That's too good. Back to the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Hugh Grant had like one of the most cringy interviews Mm. ever. Yep. But I'm not sure... That it's his fault. Yeah.
1: I know there's a lot of people. When I clicked on the comments for this, everybody was defending him.
0: Yeah. So I know this is going to sound like me being bitter, Mm -hmm. but this is why you have journalists do journalist stuff. Yeah. And I get having Star Appeal up there and it's great. Uh And let me tell you what, Vanessa Hudgens is a close friend of ours and I thought she fucking killed. Uh I think Ashley killed too, but Uh like you didn't go to school for this. Right. And so I think that there's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hughes seems like a fucking cunt uh, in yes. this, a little bit. But there's a part of me that's like, if I was a, if I was doing that, yeah. I would have been able to
1: navigate it better.
0: Yeah, and notice that he wasn't into Feeling this. It, yeah, and then you go to like those blase questions of like, what movies did you love this year? Yeah,
1: or just end the interview if you can tell exactly. he doesn't want to be there. Wrap it up. What are you most excited to see
0: tonight? To see. Yeah. Well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um. First off, that's a bad question. Horrible question. Who are you excited to see? What? I know. Are you excited to see Rihanna or Lady Gaga? Because that's what you're seeing, right? Yeah. But not everyone knows exactly what's on the playbill. No. Nah. So it's like, are you excited to see that? Like, are you excited to see Jimmy host? Like, this is his third time. What do you think? That's an easy question. Mm-hmm. And so then you're putting him on the spot of like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to see. Yeah. So I get his reaction I here. Do
1: I hate when people do that to me.
0: Yeah. Not, no, no, no one in particular.
1: Okay. Well, what are you wearing tonight then?
0: Guys don't know that, especially old guys like this, who's yeah. had this suit forever or this tux forever.
1: I feel like you got to know who you can ask that question to and who not. Yes. Like somebody asked The Rock that and he knew exactly of what the fuck he, he was wearing. But that's, it. of course. Like, because
0: The Rock has a stylist. Who's like, yeah. hey, this was gifted from Tom Ford, so fucking say it.
1: Yeah, you got to know who your audience a little bit there.
0: But I will say, like, Hugh should know what his tailor's name is. I mean, yeah. Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made
1: your suit? You didn't make
0: it. Um, I can't remember my tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to... So, a little bit of a dick move, you should know who your tailor is. Yeah. And you should give yeah, him a yeah. shout out. You got to know that Hugh Grant's not wearing Gucci. Yet. Wait, actually, in the 90s he was probably. I mean,
1: yeah, he might have been. Yeah. But...
0: All right. That's a fine question. I'm yeah. not like, I, it's funny because it's a, it's a s- kind of a sexist thing of like, it's a question that gets asked to women yeah. all the time, yeah. but not to men. And then uh-huh. you ask it to a man and he doesn't know. And that's why you don't ask it to a man. right? So it's not sexist anymore. It's because women know that shit and guys don't. Yeah. So I think to, that's fine. It gets worse. Yeah. The Taylor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in glass onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that?
1: Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, but still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. All right. Back to you guys. Yikes. Yeah, so that was... He didn't answer that well. No, he didn't. That's on him. Mm-hmm. Hugh? if you're going to walk a red carpet and do interviews you better be ready to fucking answer questions about the movie that you're in
1: that you just did
0: that you're the reason that's why you're here buddy yeah 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 so i give her some grace on that yes. because like i think at that point in the interview he was just like what the fuck am i doing get me out for of here for sure
1: she should have worded it more like like what how did it feel to be part of the the movie the glass onion like yeah. because he did just what make a cameo or whatever the fuck yeah was it was quick so like instead of asking like oh what was it like to film this movie well you know yeah, he said it so quick. like ask what it was like to be part of that franchise or something like that it was yeah. just like not worded
0: right and also like isn't it nice to know that like so many people loved that film right because then they're stroking his ego of like yeah. people love me and shit yes but yeah it was it, it was bad. And also like if I'm his PR guy, I'm like, hey guy let's be better about that Yeah, yeah because yeah. now you look like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but my, here's my last thing. Tape, motherfucking delay. Yeah. W- why do you give a shit if you're 20 minutes behind? I've never understood this like live to tape thing because that shit happens.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's such a wild card especially if you're throwing like actors in roles that they are not used to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if it's Jason Kennedy and it's Brad Goreski and mm-hmm. the guys that do that shit every fucking year, mm-hmm. then great go live. But if you've got actors who are, and that's not their job. And also if I'm an actor, I'm saying, Hey, guess what I want? I want a teleprompter, and I want to be fucking tape delayed because mm-hmm. I want to go in my ear right after that interview and say, cut that fucking thing mm-hmm. immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ashley is not an actor though, right? Or actress. She's
0: just she a, a model? model. Yeah. Okay. More so than yeah, 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 people watch the Oscars and they're like, oh, it's so glamorous or whatever. And so like, as someone who's gotten to go to these things, okay. the show and like, even like the pre-show, it's not where it's at mm-hmm. and like, that's not the show. And it's unfortunately, I understand why it's, it's, it can't be what I want it to be, but the show is the after party yeah. when you see huge movie stars, just absolutely hammer timed drinking an In-N-Out burger on the steps and you're just like oh my god Captain America is crushing (laughs) a double double right now
1: (laughs) yeah Um, you know Tizzle and I brought sorry we're stoned back
0: oh yeah I saw that
1: should probably give that a plug yeah we took like over a year off she was um, just
0: really stoned, she needed a break. W-
1: she, well, she also went through a divorce. The stoners, we like to call our little listeners, they've been like, you know, when does the show come back? When is the show coming back? I think this was the right time because Tish has been through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of changes have happened in the past year. And she's finally, I think, ready to spill some tea, you know, and to speak some truth on what's been going on in the Cyrus fam that's, you know, mostly uh, centered around her. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to get juicy. Good. I think it's going to get juicy. So if you guys um, listened to our podcast, it's called Sorry, We're Stoned. If you guys were listeners before, um, we just launched, it's season three. We just launched season three last week, and uh, we'll be doing weekly episodes for the rest of the year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, go listen to that. Maybe we'll have Wellesie on as a guest.
0: Mm. <gasps> I'll probably be invited and then...
1: The deets will be lost. Yeah, and yes. then
0: forgotten about. Probably.
1: I don't know. My mom loves you. That's true. Every time we wa- we were watching the Oscars last night, why doesn't Wales host this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need Wales. He's the best. I agree. He's the new Ron Seacrest.
0: Oh, well, I don't know about that. That's
1: what she says.
0: Well, okay. So speaking of parties that I wasn't invited to, Miley's new record is out. Have you listened? Endless Summer Vacation. No, I have not
1: listened Wells. to Wells!
0: Why would I listen to it?
1: This is why you weren't invited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I'm not listening to it is because I wasn't invited.
1: Uh, no, you wouldn't have listened anyway.
0: I've listened to Flowers.
1: I'm surprised you didn't listen to the one Brandi Carlisle's on. You like her. I
0: do love Brandi Carlisle.
1: Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to need you to do some homework.
0: Okay, I'll listen to the record.
1: Because I really, I respect your musical opinion. Okay. I would actually like to know what your favorites are.
0: It just came out, didn't it?
1: It just came out last week. And- on Friday, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: I have been literally listening to this album for a year. Yeah. You know, uh, whenever she gets her her demos straight, she'll, she'll always like, we have this little like, it's like a Dropbox type situation where, yeah. you know, you gotta have like password and shit, but yeah. like where like the team can listen and my mom and everybody and I got to be part of that or whatever. So I've been like listening to demos and listening to new versions and everything and watched them narrow it down from, you know, the 30 songs she started with to the 11 or so that made the album. But, um, my favorite song is actually not on here. It will be coming out later. Okay. So we'll save that. But but, but I think my second favorite song on here is Jaded. Okay. It's so good. I think it's also the, the second most streamed song on the album so far. Oh,
0: wow. Well, it's the second song on the album.
1: It is. Except two might it be River. It might be the third. River's the new single. I'm sorry that you're jaded.
0: So who's that one about?
1: Oh, I couldn't guess. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't guess. Um, It's so good. It's really, I think it's, besides the one that's not out yet, it's probably my favorite. Other standouts for me, specifically, I love Violet Chemistry, which Mike Will is one of the producers on. I love Mike. That one's one of my faves. Muddy Feet is so good. It features Sia. It's another favorite. And then the new single is called River, and it is super good. So we can go out on River if you want to have a little outro in the video. Steam it.
0: All right, well, it was good to see ya. Great to see ya. Even though I didn't get invited to the party, that's fine. I'm gonna remember this forever. (laughs) I'm like an elephant.
1: What does that mean?
0: Elephants have the best memories of of all the animals. Oh, that's cute. You didn't know that? I didn't. Well, i Now I do. Now you do. Never forget it. Um, when are you coming back?
1: I'll be back. Uh, I guess in a month at the near the end of April. Okay. For some Coachella and like Stagecoach set.
0: Coachella's coming up? Yeah. I've never been to Coachella. Maybe this is the year. Maybe
1: it's the year. I don't know who's playing.
0: I don't either. But,
1: um, I mean, Coachella's fine. I don't know that you're going to like it very much.
0: Right, not, give me video. enough <laughs> mushrooms. I yeah. like anything.
1: You might like Stagecoach better. Depends on who's playing. No. No?
0: It's. No. Okay. I'm not also not a country guy. Well,
1: I know, but there's usually some, like, decent, like, *Sergio Simpsons or somebody in there, you know?
0: Yeah, but there should be that at Coachella, I feel like. But there's not. There's I not? Think. I don't
1: think. Uh, we should look up the lineup. No. know. See. All right, well. So I'll be back soon. Good.
0: Yeah. Anything you're looking forward to?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to playing in New York next week. Um, that should be fun. And then, um... I mean, I know it's a couple months out, but my birthday is kind of coming up oh. in May here. So we're trying to plan like a Wait, trip. No, it's not. That's not close. But it's it's close enough to like if you're going to do a trip, like a yeah, birthday yeah, trip, yeah, you got to start yeah. planning. I know. So I've been like toying with some ideas on a birthday trip. Oh. Yeah. I would say I'd invite you, but I probably won't. You
0: won't. Yeah. All right. Do you have to deal with. All right. We're out of here. Be good. Love y'all. Later. I know who that one's not about.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh... funny. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.